0: And so for me, it was, it was like, okay, what am I working on right now that can help affect change there greater than any of these other projects? And so I started checkmarking the ones that I could use to create and drive, you know, not only an audience to, but drive funds to. And those ones I kept. Have you
1: ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Jamie Atkinson here. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. I'm super excited today because um, we've got an interesting guest, and I had the pleasure of actually going to his house in Boise, Idaho, which is um, something kind of unusual. A lot of us digital marketers, we don't hang out in real life, you know what I mean? It's all online, and I've got to say, he's one of the kindest and most real and genuine people inside the whole online space that I know. Just to give you a little bit of a background, he's actually a 25-year veteran. Um, He was a VP for a huge company and, and dealt with sales management. He's launched multiple tech startups. He's pitched over 100 investment groups, in the time that he's worked, he's close well over or well near to $2 billion in sales revenue over his entire career. He's a great guy. I'm sure a lot of you guys know him already. Please welcome Kevin. Stephen, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, brother. I'm doing very well. and
0: Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Um, it's I'm, easy I'm, to uh, introduce
1: you when, you when you do so many cool things, right? Like it's, it's, uh, um, it's cool I don't stuff. know
0: if they're cool anymore. They, uh, they cause me a lot of uh, sleepless nights, late nights, early mornings, a lot of insomnia. Uh, but from the outside looking in, it probably looks like it's a lot of fun. It's very interesting, right? It's almost like a
1: rap sheet when you think about it. it but is. to the outside, it, it looks, I'm gonna, it looks I'm interesting. I'm going to go to my
0: grave extremely tired.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm super thrilled to have you on the podcast. It's been, um, I'm honored. It's been a you. real honor to connect with you and, and meet you in person and um, to really understand more about what you do and how you do it in the space. For anybody that's listening who doesn't know much about you, Kevin, could you just give us like a 30-second kind of backstory and intro about how you kind of got started in this
0: space? Yeah, it was, it was a, kind of a fluke, actually. Um, we were using a local uh, um, marketing agency for one of our software companies and you know after about eighty thousand dollars in spend with not one dollar returned in profit we were like okay we got to figure something out because these guys aren't working you know they come they they came highly recommended and so we got recommended to another agency and this agency immediately was like we got to get you sales funnels built digital marketing we're gonna run i'm like what's a sales funnel and they're like so they're explaining this to me and i mean even though a long history in sales i had no clue what a sales funnel was Unbeknownst to me, you know, it was a website with a purpose, driven traffic, things along that lines. And um, so in June of uh, last year, I got introduced to this space. Um, It took us about 30 to 45 days to get our signed scope of work back to these guys. And by the time we got it back to them, they were already so big, they couldn't take us on as a client. They were managing some really big brands, really big brand names. And uh, I was just like, well, crap, now what? And in the process of seeking out another agency, I started to mess around and jumped online and joined a couple of, uh, of these sales funnel softwares and started messing with them. One being ClickFunnels, the other one being Kartra. I took 90 days to build my very first funnel by myself uh, on the Kartra platform and realized it absolutely sucked. Someone said, you should have gone on ClickFunnels. And so <laughs> I went over to ClickFunnels and started building funnels. And that's how it's, I mean, it's, I literally went from just a software startup space to, I mean, you know, at one point I had 21, 22 projects going. From managing affiliate sales at you know, large affiliate marketplaces, from managing the affiliate sales for a very large influencer, global influencer, to my own projects and all these different things. And uh, so you know, in 18, 19 months now, it's just been a nonstop roller coaster ride. So my, you know, by fluke, I, g- I got introduced to sales funnels and the ClickFunnels space.
1: Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of yours because you're one of the well-known people to come into the ClickFunnels Facebook group and give it to people straight and tell them exactly what's going down. And um, right. really been a huge, um, a huge character for a lot of people in terms of helping them develop, right? Uh, especially right, in right. the last year or so, you've been well-known as the person that goes in and helps and supports people. But what I'm really interested about is um, is how many different projects you've done and how many different kind of pies you've got your finger in, which is yeah. kind of interesting, right? There's a lot yeah. going on. Um, yeah. And what we talk about on the show a lot is about challenges and, and things that people come across. We don't always just talk about wins. We talk about struggles. And one right. thing that I know a lot of entrepreneurs go through is this whole shiny object thing, right? Like they want to do this and they want to do that. So talk to me a little bit, like what, what, was, what was going through your head six months ago when you had all of these different
0: things going on? Um, shiny objects, and John, like you just said, you, you, you hear of something or another space or a niche or whatever it might be like, man, I could do that. I could totally do that. And, you know, so I went from, like I said, I wanted to build a sales funnel to drive traffic to one of our software platforms. And it went from that to, uh, I built a, a, a sales coaching, uh, course. So business and sales minded course, uh, I built a course on how to launch your own software startup. Um, so I started with courses first and then I got into, well, actually I started building funnels for businesses. That's how I first got started. So for about 90 days I was building funnels for people and realized I hate building funnels for, for, for people. I mean people when I first suck. start, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, people suck so bad. And, uh, so I'd start building them for like a nominal fee, 299 bucks. I was building funnels for people. And then I realized, Oh my gosh, I got to raise my prices. So I went to 997. And by the time I, the, the, the last couple of funnels I built, they were being built for about five grand each. And, uh, but I learned a lot, 90 to 120 days. I learned a lot about it. I mean, everything changed. And then I evolved into my own courses and other projects that I was launching. And, uh, you know, I I accepted a position. Well, I turned down a position with a company called ClickBank. ClickBank was trying to hire me as their VP of sales. And I did not want that nine to five managing people space anymore. I've done it for years. And that's what it would have been. And, uh, you know, drive to the office, 40, 50 hour work week, manage people, go home, hate your so, but before I turned them down, I went to their largest competitor and made them an offer they couldn't refuse. They brought me on as their business development manager, this 1099, run, you know, run solo type deal. And uh, so I did that for about six or seven months while I was doing all these other projects. So I was, you know, managing business development for them. Um, and all this evolved, started, you know, people come to me, hey, Kev, I wanna, I wanna work with you. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. Well, I've got this, let's do this. And so we started doing all these different projects. And, um, literally my list of things I was doing grew to like 21 or 22 projects. And one day I was, you know, uh, I was managing affiliate sales for, as I mentioned uh, earlier for a big influencer and, um, I had to go to them. I was just like, guys, I can't do this anymore. I'm not your guy. And it's not that I, I can't do what you need me to do. It's that I don't have the time or the mental bandwidth to do what you need me to do. I'm not doing you justice. And they were like, we don't want you to quit. And I was like, uh, I can't. I mean, I just, I mean, I've got things I'm allocated to that, I mean, I, I have to, to maintain. And uh to make a long story short, I left JV Zoo. I left Jay Shetty. So the guy's name is Jay Shetty. I left him. Um, I started backing away from all these projects I was working on. And really uh, what I wanted, my greater goal in this life, I want to leave everything I have. My kids get a little bit of it. I want to leave everything I have to this nonprofit called uh, Operation Underground Railroad. I want everything that I'm worth to go to these guys because I want to save children from the sex trafficking trade. And so for me, it was, it was like, okay, what am I working on right now that can help affect change there greater than any of these other projects? And so I started checkmarking the ones that I could use to create and drive, you know not only an audience to, but drive funds to. And those ones I kept. The ones that I, I'm like, okay, the biggest one that probably could have helped me was jay shetty but i wasn't able to give him that time uh but to make a long story short i got it down to three or four projects that i'm working on and that's where i've been uh for about the last 90 days so i weeded out like 16 or 17 projects some folks weren't happy with me i get it it is what it is but at the end of the day i had to figure out what moves the needle and if it wasn't moving the needle for me i had to walk away from it so
1: and it's interesting because I, I, a lot of people have to go through this process of like killing their babies, right? Like sometimes right, it's absolutely. products, sometimes it's partnerships and all of those right. different things. What What is it that you're known for from all of these different people? Because I have a feeling that the reason you had so many projects to start off with is that everybody was coming towards you and, and they're all right. such good ideas and deals. Like you're like, man, let's go all in. Let's so what's this. the thing that you're like really known for in the industry?
0: Yeah. You, know, you know, and that's the thing too, I was mentioning before we got on the podcast that I, I hired a business coach, you know, even a guy that has, you know, all the sales experience I have, I'm new to this digital space still. And I still, there's a lot to learn. And so I was like, okay, who in this space would be the best person for me to align with? And I, I mean, I've got to know a lot of people and I stepped back and I thought, okay, there's one person that I've connected with. So we got on a, Uh, we got on a call and talk her name is julie Stoyan. so she actually used to be the vice president of clickfunnels she has her own stuff now she has her own mastermind her digital insiders group and julie and i talked for about an hour and we really connected and and and, and it was in a a whole different way than this digital marketing space and it was just you know real you know gritty you know cuss words were said we just really connected and i was just like okay this is my gal so i joined her mastermind and uh, and in doing so i had some realizations uh, but the biggest realization for me was when she said, Kevin, I want to tell you, she goes, I've been at this a while. She goes, I've never met anybody who can connect better than you do. And I'm like, that's, I said, well, thank you. I said, I kind of pride myself on that. I love helping people find an answer to a problem or an issue they're having. I've just, I've always been that guy from the highest levels to the, you know, even just people who are new in this space. And she's like, we all know that. She said, everybody at ClickFunnels knows that you're the connector. She goes, I know that you're the connector. She goes, that's your strength. And so I think that's what I've become known as, is the connector. You know, How do you do that so well? Um, I'm not afraid, uh, like you, I have sales experience. I've had, you know, I've had doors shut on me. I've been told no. Um, I'm not afraid to no. I'm just absolutely not afraid to no. And so when I first got into this space, there were some really big names. They're still big names. But I mean, I, I became good friends. And you know, that was because I, I was not afraid to reach out and connect with them. So Blake Newbar, Rachel Peterson. I mean, there's some big names in this space that are really good friends now. And uh, it was because I was not afraid. I reached out. How can I help you? I mean, what are the things I can do to help you? And that's the thing, too. I d- Don't go into something with an ask. Go, in- go into something with a give, something I want to, you know. And so, you know, first thing I said to Rachel is I said, you know, I said, you probably have all the help you need in every space that you could, you know, desire. But if there's ever anything you need, I said, I know a lot of people. My ripple effect is huge. I mean, you know, if needs be, I can get you on a call with Elon Musk. I mean, so I can connect you to anybody. Yeah, with anybody. You ever need to connect, let me know. And one day she reached out. She's like, Kevin. I'm like, oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Let me make this happen. So I did. I got her talking with somebody, and that was it. And so, you know, from there, like she's, you know, I walked away from Jay Shetty. But when I walked away from Jay Shetty, Rachel and her team are in support of Jay Shetty. So, I mean, you know, I, I never leave anybody high and dry in the process. I always make sure they have all the, the, the resources they need to continue to be who they are. But I love connecting people and the power connecting and building, you know, and, you know, i Blake Newbar. How can you not like Blake? So the beauty of Blake is, is, you know, everything I did for Blake was I helped him and he did, he didn't need a lot of exposure. He was already a big name, but he was always my man. Everybody. I was like, Hey, it's Blake. No, it's Blake. Talk to Blake, talk to Blake, talk to Blake. Talk to Blake. And I'd connect in him and, you know, and I connected them to some big name folks who needed funnels built and everything, and we just became good friends. So um, it's it's the connecting, it's learning how to connect people. Corporate sales, you've been through it, you know how to you know how to connect people. You absolutely do. You learn that. Uh, that's because we're not afraid of no's. We'll find a resource. If I'm going to close this sale and there's something missing, I'm going to find that thing that's missing and bring that in. If that's another company, if that's another person, if there's something that will help solidify this deal, I'm going to find it. So that's—I think that's just always been my strength. That's super
1: interesting. Is, is that where you get most fulfillment as well? Like, what do you love doing the most in your? Yes, absolutely,
0: coaching? man. You know, and people. In fact, they just—I just had somebody yesterday said, "Hey, which uh, uh, which email responder would you recommend? Active campaign or something else?" And I was like, uh, "She goes, oh, she goes, oh my gosh, she goes, you don't have to respond to that. She goes, I, I, you're not charging me for anything." I responded back. I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Such a weird thing to say, right?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said, I, said um, I, loved active, I loved Active Campaign, but I said, I think I'm having, for what I need, I, I prefer this software GetResponse. And so I'm just using GetResponse. But I said, you know, everybody loves Active Campaign. You can't go wrong with either one. She's like, thank you so much. That's so good of you to respond. I'm like thinking, what has this space done to people that they feel they need to pay to get an answer on everything? I responded to her and I said, because at the end of the day, if you are stuck on something and it's holding you back from getting to a victory of some kind or getting to your tomorrow, anxiety is a mother trucker. Anxiety will hold you back from a lot of things and anxiety stirs and it builds into other things. Next thing you know, you're locked away in a bedroom for 90 days because of depression and all these things you're going through, because that's the way the brain works. Well, if I can get you over that one little piece of anxiety that's holding you back or that one little tool you need, I'm going to help you. I've spent hours and hours on calls with people um, just to get them past these points that they're stuck on because myself, I mean, I've suffered with uh, mental health issues for years, for a long time. Um, I'm a kid who attempted suicide at 17 and uh, every day of my life, I've been that kid who attempted suicide at 17, which means I've had moments. I've had downtimes, anxiety, stress, and, you know, uh, depression, severe depression, and um, you know, wins and losses. A lot of companies I've won at. A lot of companies I've lost at. Some of them I take them. I take it on the chin when it goes down. I've got one we're closing right now, which hurts me. We've been at, we've been uh, developing this software company for three three years. It's a baby of mine. It's a it's a personal security device for women. A Bluetooth device goes on their keychain you know, in a sexual assault situation, you know, they can alert authorities. There's a lot of things. The funding isn't there any longer. We're having shut. This company has a $9 million valuation and we're, we're closing the doors. We just don't have the funding anymore. And that one hurts because uh, the initial investor is a good friend of mine. And so I know their investment is going to be lost. And it's just, it's, it's absolutely it, it. So, you know, I'm literally just, you know, the last month coming out of 90 days of depression, because I've been knowing what we've had, what we've got to do here. And so, you know, um, the biggest thing for me, here's, here, here's what I learned a long time ago. An investment group I pitched probably four or five years ago, the CEO of this group, big fund, uh, they manage money for like general electric general motors, some really big names. They've got, uh, they've got over a billion dollars of, of, of money in their fund. And, uh, so I was, I was, Miles Mahoney is this gentleman's name. I'm sitting with Miles having a beer. We're talking about a lot of our projects. And he said, Kev, I'm going to make you, I'm going to give you some advice. Don't fall in love with your companies. So the moment you fall in love with your company, if you ever have to close it, it crushes you. He said, understand these are opportunities. If it gets to where it's at, perfect. Until then, don't fall in love with it because you lead with your heart, not with your head. You're making decisions with what your heart tells you you should be doing instead of what your head knows is right. And for Alert Squad, we made decisions with our heart for a long time. And in the end, it was the detriment to the company because had we made decisions with the brain three years ago, two and a half years ago, we'd still be thriving right now. Which gives you that fulfillment on the heart side because the absolutely, there. Absolutely. So that's what I tell everybody now. I'm going to help you get through your little, your little stumbling block. I'm going to connect you with a product or a person, whatever it may be, let's get you through this. But make all of your decisions currently with your head. Be smart. Save your money because you just never know what the next month's gonna be like. Save those pennies, keep them there, because you know, you know how this works, these peaks and valleys with, with this stuff. But everything you do, do it with your with your head. Your heart will eventually come when you get there. You know, you get that plaque, you get that award, whatever it might be. Yeah, your heart's involved now but don't make decisions based on what your heart's telling you based do, do them all on, you know, what the head says. So. which
1: well, good advice. And one thing I'm really interested in is that we, we have a lot of people that listen to the show who are in, in that starter space. A lot of right. people are going to be under six figures. And I know from, from being at that level, hearing about like, million dollar deals and billion dollar right. valuations is just it feels so far removed from where you are it's almost right. like man that doesn't even apply to me but what i know that that you do really well and you touched on it is helping people get over these little stumbling blocks and um i'm curious for people who are in this space like what do you wish that more of those people did or said
0: when they're at this starting position because i know you, yeah, that's, you that's have really big i talk to people about this all the time like you were just saying so so many people walk into this and the first thing they say is i'm gonna win a two comma club award i'm like time out you just i mean you just found out what click funnels was a month ago it's it's a, it's amazing but let's bring this back down to reality take a million bucks and you got to make a million bucks in a year in order for you to win the award what does that equate out to that's just over what 83 grand a month which Okay. $83,000 a month in revenue. That's what it's going to take for you to hit the two comma club award. Okay. So start working these back to what does that mean monthly? What does that mean weekly? What does that mean daily? Well, here's your daily goal. Are you even close to hitting that in one day? Okay. So let's make your goals realistic. And that's the thing I tell people all the time is let's back it down. What changes your life? What would change your life today? I mean, would a thousand dollars a month be helpful? they're like absolutely I'm like okay so let's make your goal a thousand bucks for this first month then when you hit it let's increase your goal let's go up let's maybe we two exit and and let's take this in a way that is is uh, it's tangible because a million dollar goal it's an intangible I mean some people get bluebirds and it happens right away but it's really nothing you can grasp right now what is your tangible goals what are the things that you can control and let's 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 work from there so if you're new in this space and you see people getting these awards. They're amazing. They are few and far between. How many people have tried and not got that goal? I guarantee you there's hundreds of thousands in this space who have tried and have, haven't come close. The few that have, uh, I think ClickFunnels now has about 700 people that have won the two comic Club award. 700. Out of of 250,000, 200, right? Like yeah. that's, close, that's not close. many. No, no. Back that out. What are those percentages? That's .0 something percent which means your odds are stacked against you, but you know, let's change your life. Maybe $250,000 a year in income is a life-changing thing for you. Well, back that out. I mean, what does that mean? That means you, okay, you're making $20,000 a month. That's a little more tangible than, you know, than whatever you've got set up for you, but make your goals that, you know, um, uh, uh, there's the, the, something you can, you, you can attain. Because if you give yourself some monstrous goal and you're never, ever getting anywhere close to it, it's debilitating. The stress hits, all these things. And you start to, you start to base what you're doing off of the fact that you're not hitting this goal when, in fact, you could be having an amazing life on $250,000 a year, whatever it might be. Maybe it's, you know, you want to get your, your wife home from her job. And as a side hustle, you're working on a project. Well, get your wife home from her job. You don't need a 2 comma club award for that to happen. So just make your goals realistic, really. And it's interesting because
1: like once, you're, once you start to earn more, the stakes rise and it's actually more pressure. I was just speaking to a guy in my program and he's like, wow, Jamie, like I, I earned a million dollars when I was 28 and it crippled him because things went belly up. He had a $180,000 tax bill and he was living with right. that over him every single
0: day. And he said, that's way worse than starting with nothing. I just got my stuff. Uh, I, and here's the crazy thing. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a business guy. I consider myself business savvy. I wasn't paying attention to this digital marketing space. And I just got all my tax forms sent to me from, uh, from some companies. And I'm like, holy crap, I got to pay a lot of taxes. I've got to pull all this money out and pay these taxes. So April, April of this coming year, I'm going to have to pay the taxes on all this stuff that I've generated. And I was just like, okay, I've got to be smart, Kev, on this one. I've got to start playing this right. Taking the money that's made, you know, putting some in the pot for the tax company. Uh, make that happen moving forward. But you're right. You know, I'm, I'm, when I was married, uh, I got divorced about 11 years ago. And when, uh, the, um, when I left, I gave her everything. She, and my ex-wife retired the day that our divorce was final. She didn't need to work. She was worth millions. But I gave her every dime. I gave her the house. I gave her all the fancy cars, the boat, the jet skis, the snowmobiles. She has all this stuff. She still lives in this really big house we built in Utah. And uh, I left with my next paycheck because I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to crush it. I'm already, I mean, I make good money. And I did. I, I mean, we got divorced in uh um April of 2018. I lost my job in November of 2019. And I was still living like I, you know, I was making half a million a year at the time. And I was living like I was making you know half a million a year. And like all, all of a sudden, I was, to earn that forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, holy crap, I lost my job. Oh, I've got a non-compete. I can't take a job in this space that I'm that I've worked in for 25 years. I can't take a job in it for two years because of my non compete, and I was just like, "Holy crap! What an eye opener this was!" And that crushed me. I mean, I mean, I mean, it crushed me financially, which really took me down. I mean, in 2011, um, I had a, uh, I had a big house, uh, I had my truck, my car, my other car, I had a boat, I had my son's jeep, I had my daughter's car, and my other daughter's car, I had a ton of crap, and I had invested in a company. And when it was all said and done, I mean. I had spent every dollar I had in savings, I had liquidated 401ks, I had started paying for bills on credit cards, and literally, I I don't like to talk about it because it was so embarrassing, but in January of 2011, I had to file a personal bankruptcy, just over $900,000, and it crushed me. I mean, like, crushed me bad. It took me to, like, probably one of the lowest lows I've, I've ever been through. And it was a big lesson for me on how to live my life. And I mean, you've been to my house. Uh, I uh, I went from, I mean, my house in Utah is 5,500 square feet. It was a big house, three level, custom home, in-ground swimming pool. So I left that. I was living just west of where I live now uh, for about 10 years in a a home that was only about 2,400 square feet. And at the end of the day, 10 years later, I was like, man, this house is way too big for me. Why do I have this house? And I moved into a little 920 foot. Square foot house, and I think it's lovely. I love, I love this house. little place. And man. you have to bear
1: in mind as well, Kevin. Like I've been living out of a backpack for the last
0: two years, so like I know. Yeah, I guess living, it, you know right? perspectives are <laughs> different for everybody. It truly is, and and but I, you know, I realized I don't need all this, and so I, I sold a bunch of crap. I moved into this smaller house. It's just me, my two little dogs, and the two little bedrooms here, and I absolutely love where I'm at. And I really, I mean, I started to, uh, uh, I, I'm down to, uh, uh, I've got my one little car. I have no toys other than some, some skis. Um, and I'm just, when I started to really simplify my life, I'm saving. I'm extremely frugal now. I've learned one big lesson. Stop spending your money. Just stop because you just never know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm extremely frugal. I simplified my life, Minim- minimize, minimalize, whatever you want to call it, all the way down to where I'm at today. And I'm far happier now than I was when I had the multi-million dollar home with all the toys and all that crap. Because in the end, what really matters is not all the toys and all the big houses and all the crap that people, you know, hey, here's my new, my new whatever it is. I got this, you know, that does not matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, What really matters to me is my my family, my kids, uh, but uh, helping people, truly helping people. Is my passion, and, uh, and and to extend that, that's why I think I'm so passionate about um, O.U.R. The reason I'm so passionate about O.U.R. is um, I was sexually assaulted as a child, and as a child, as a victim, as a child, you can't control that. You can't control what an adult does to you. So it really started to play on me, and it really started to hit me because of you know some past experiences and some things I went through. That you know, um, there's far more important things in life. Life is Good important stuff. Yeah, life is important, not that damn car. I mean, I could go out. I could have my fancy little car sitting out here in the driveway right now. Um, I could have that. But the money, the money I would spend on that car, I could use to do far better things, change this world, be a bigger influence um, on on happiness for others than me driving some fancy-ass car. So, yeah, when I think about it, I was just like, let's see. They say it takes about $2,500 to save a child and rehabilitate them, get them back into the real world. And uh, as a parent, it really hit me hard because I was like, man, what if one of my kids were abducted? abducted? What would I do? I mean, I don't know what I would do. And you don't know know where they are because, I mean, look at this. These kids are being abducted from families. Nobody knows where they are. They're being sold into sex trafficking or the other crazy thing now is they're being sold for their organs. So they're abducting kids to to give somebody who can afford it a new kidney. Which is horrendous. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with our world? So my goal in this life is to have nothing for my kids to. I mean, they come in and have my TV. They got my computer. There's a few things they can have, but I don't want. I don't want physical things for them to go through. I want to change lives. Um, you know, I don't talk about it ever. Uh, but my 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 investment team, we've created a foundation for me, and so everything that I have will go into a foundation and it'll be, it'll be given in disbursements to two nonprofits. One that deals with mental health. My life, I've struggled with mental health. I've, you know, I'm, I go through my peaks and my valleys, and when I get into my, my valley, you know, suicide enters the, the picture again. And uh, I, I wanna help people get past their mental struggles, and I wanna help with all you are. So, at the end of the day, for me, uh, life is about um, doing greater, being, being a better person to folks, and helping more people, you know, uh, get past their struggles. And I don't give a shit about all the, Politics the crap, the cars, the houses. I love Friends, it. I want to have I have more a fun. question. I have yes, a question.
1: If someone's in the position right now where they're hearing this and they're like, man, I don't have a thing, right? I don't have an OUR. I don't have a, a, a passion that I want to put my life
0: into. What would you be your advice to them? Yeah, you know, um, it's – Two things. One, network. Get out, meet people. Meet more people. Get out from behind your computer. Go join some groups. And in those groups, you'll start to find that there are things that people are doing. And um, you know, and in the process of, maybe one of their passions might become something you're passionate about. Um, I I volunteer a lot at a veterans' home. So uh, military veterans. There's a home in North Boise. Go over there and serve lunch. Um, and the beauty of that, I mean, I don't do that for, I don't, I don't mention it anywhere. In fact, you're the first person I've told in a long time, but uh, wow. I go over there. I serve lunch or I serve dinner to these war veterans, you know, guys that live in a home by themselves. And, um, and, and, and that allows me to give back, but it also allows me to receive a lot. I mean, I receive more than I give by going and meeting with these guys and, you know, and having chats with them. And, you know, you got an 80 year old guy who served in a war somewhere, you know, he just wants somebody to talk to. Perspective, and, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. And the beauty of it is you can find different things that, you know, could be, you know, children could be, you know, could be uh, uh, senior citizens. There's a lot of different places for you to give of yourself that uh, you don't necessarily know about without getting out and meeting people. Go to networking groups and start talking to people and you start hearing about things. And maybe one of those things makes sense to you. I tell people every every time I talk to them, they ask me, hey, what should I be doing? I'm like, "What will get you out of bed every morning. I mean, if you're just gonna lay there and watch TV, that's not gonna drive you, but what will get you up and out of bed? Hey, you know, th- that is what you need to be doing. So if you're gonna create something in this space, what will drive you, what, what, what will you be passionate about, what will you get out of bed every morning? And you won't be tired. You won't be tired, you know, uh, uh, dealing with it. And so, I, you know, on the other side of it too, I think that lends itself to, you know, passion scenes that might drive you. You may not have something now, but as you grow your network, you know, that net worth is your network. As you grow your network, um, I think you'll find something in that space for people that you run with that you could find some passion about and get involved with. I love that. I think that's great advice. And uh, I've really enjoyed this talk because
1: it's definitely a different side to what we usually talk about. And I think it's, it's a powerful story. Thank you for sharing it. A lot of vulnerable things that you shared. And I think it will give people a lot of perspective. So I'm, I'm really grateful for you coming on and Appreciate sharing everything you talked you. about. We're all the um, Yeah, right. And it's totally, to totally wrong. real. Finally, just before we finish the interview, Kevin, I, I want to give people an opportunity to connect with you and to find out more about what you're doing. Um, luckily, you don't do 23 things anymore, so I don't need right. all of the links. But <laughs> if people want to find out more about you, about the projects you're working on and how to get connected with you, where, where should they go?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, rather than trying to explain everything that I do, if you just go to KevinStevenQuinn.com, I kind of have a little landing page, my online resume and the things that I'm involved in. So you can find things there. We have a new book coming out. There's about 71 publishers in the book um, that all wrote a chapter on a certain niche in the digital marketing space. So from mindset all the way through to finished product, whatever it might be, we cover everything in between. Um, so that book's out. You'll be able to find a link on it uh on kevinstephenquinn.com. Um, I've got some other little things I'm involved in. And then uh we were talking about before I got on, but we just launched a new um direct sales company in the CBD space. That's kind of a focus for me right now too. So but yeah everything you wanna maybe you don't want to know but if you do, Kevinstevenquinn.com is where they can find me. Or you can always friend request me or find me on Facebook at Kevin Steven. Amazing. Amazing. Well
1: guys definitely take him up on that. Um, he's been a big, big helper for a lot of people in this space. I think he's a great guy to connect with and he knows everybody. <laughs> so thank yeah. you so much, Kevin, for being on the interview. I appreciate you, my friend. i uh, looking forward to connecting with you more. Over thank the you, sir. Years. I- I'm
0: honored. Thank you so much.
1: No worries. Thanks a lot. And for you guys back home, as always, if you've got any questions or anything you want to know more about, shoot us a message or send Kevin a, a-, a message on Facebook and I'm sure he's been more than happy to help you out. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.